Yes. Don't push me because I'm close to the what's up. It's me, TMC and LE2B. I'm here with Eric B in the NYC. We're here to do a P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I just did that off the top. <laughs> That's pretty good. What's up? Yeah, it's pretty good, right? Yeah. Uh, how's it going? Welcome to the show, everyone. Um, little Was that Grandmaster Flash? Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the first rap song I ever made. Well, one of the first big ones. Yeah, I just I was watching part of this movie now that's on Netflix called Day Shift with Jamie Foxx, and they use the cover version or the sample with that uh, Ice Cube. Did you know that version? You better check yourself before you yeah. wreck yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, it's funny to listen to those early rap songs because they're just the rapping is so different. They haven't like learned how to rap yet. Yeah, <laughs> like they're still doing the like. Let me tell you something today. <laughs> I went to the store. And and then they're also just like they're, they're really rappy about like how bad everything is because they don't have because rap is a new thing and they don't really don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I don't have a bed or a stove. <laughs> yeah. Now everything's just like, yeah, look at this car, motherfucker. And those guys <laughs> just be so pissed because everyone else made all this money and right. you know, off of the thing that they started. Um what was that one song? I think I've made this joke before, but it was one of these. Uh, I think it was a um, what B.I.G. song where he's like talking about all his fancy stuff that he has. And he's like, I got a 30 inch oh, yeah. TV. <laughs> what, what song is that? He's like, I have two phones. Um, <laughs> you know, what I song don't know, it, but I think it's big um, Papa. It might be that, or it might be juicy. You know, yeah. like the, if you is it the, if you don't know now, you know. If you yeah, don't, yeah, it is funny. He's like, yeah, I have a really big TV. <laughs> it's like thirty five inches, <laughs> thirty two inches. I'd be like, what is this shit? Take <laughs> it's like, this back. I think he says he has Sega Genesis. He's like, I got Sega Genesis, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. I'm fucking killing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like. Uh... I have air conditioning. No, it is funny what like passed for entertainment back then. Or luxury or luxury, yeah. I know, I guess so. But um Yeah, everyone's really spoiled now. And my car has a cup holder. <laughs> so in um yeah, exactly. Um even though I do remember it got to such a bad point where like you know, they'd have these tracks where people were like shitting on other people, like other rappers, and they'd be like, uh you don't even have a TV on your plane or something like that. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, nice plane, asshole. Where's the TV? I can't fly like this. This is bullshit. Um, so this, this reminds me. So do you know who the game is, that rapper? Yeah. So he just released an album. He hasn't released an album in a while. And I don't know if you, you're familiar with the whole, you know, him and 50 Cent and we're like on Dr. Dre's label and um, 50 Cent and him had a huge falling out and they kind of went to war with each other for a while. So he, anyway, the game just released an album and he did this like 10 minute song dissing uh, Eminem. Oh shit. It's it's called the black slim shady. Oh, that's And, uh, and, and, um, and I listened to it and it's not very good. It feels very like, it feels like 15 years too late. Like it's just like, 
he and he you know he does the thing where you know he he says something about his daughter which is they always go after his daughter for some reason. <laughs> um but his daughter's like 26 now so it's weird he's like yeah i have Haley like locked up or something and then they they have a woman going dad i'm scared and you're just like wait so what you're gonna rape his daughter i mean it's just such a weird <laughs> thing um <laughs> I know it's just kind of like oh that's horrible. So like, is it is it a good rapper? No, I mean like he's a good rapper. It just feels very it it feels very what, what is it called like clout chasing? You know, it feels very like trying to be get attention just by he knows it'll get attention if he goes after Eminem. Everyone's I don't know if you follow it, but like you know Eminem, his albums haven't been that good in the last like five years, and so yeah. everyone is kind of seeing it as like they're kind of jumping on his. Um, he looks vulnerable now, so yeah. everyone's kind of jumping on him. And like, yeah, because he used to sh- he used to shit on everyone. He always tell people they were old. And now he's old, so you, I, I think he got to figure those disses would not uh, age well. <laughs> it's really hard to diss someone for being old, since you when you know one day you will be old. Right, but he yeah. does. It looks like he's taking it, he's doing it gracefully. Because have you seen him? He has like it's so clear he gets so much Botox and like dyes yeah. his beard and stuff. So that's what he says in the song. He's like, hey, why don't you go re-dye your beard and get oh. more facelifts? And it's just like, what has rap come to? Well, can I ask you a question? Uh, so I was so, sometimes I try to keep up on the newer songs, you know, because I don't want to feel too old. And I saw this song that it just hit the top 10. Uh, DJ Khaled, Drake, Lil Baby. They're pretty big, right? Yeah. I th- Yeah. Right. It's called Staying Alive. So I thought it was like a uh, a, a cover of you know that song yeah. and it's not do you want to hear this song for a minute uh yeah yeah tell me if is, you think this is, is, there, good. is this real <laughs> no this yeah, is yeah. real this, okay tell me, right. i don't want to sound like an old fart but i'm, I'm going to, tell me if you think this is good Try me a hundred times. Um, now, basically, no, I don't. It doesn't. I would never put that on and be like, no, oh, now a lot this. of new, like new, like rapper hip hop sounds like that. It's like all auto tunes and stuff like that. And now I'm just thinking to myself, Mike being like the old fuddy duddy now, like, oh, there's the new stuff. That's not good. Is Am, am, am I wrong? <laughs> There's no, um, I don't like a lot of rap that that's when rap kind of, when I started to lose touch with rap, yeah. um, was the mumble rap. I don't know. That's sounds, I guess it, that's not mumble rap, but it's, but it's all kind of, but it's all, it's all auto tuned. That's the problem that I have with it. Well, it doesn't, you know, Drake became really big. He became like the biggest rapper and I didn't think he was that amazing a rapper. I mean, like, I think the style changed because I think that's what happened to Eminem. And that's kind of what the problem with Eminem. I really liked him, but every album now is him just doing an album about how mad he is that people shit on the last album. (laughs) That's literally what his albums are. Like, he's like, fuck you. I can't believe you said that about the last album. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, but you can tell he's really frustrated because his style of rapping is not is not popular anymore it's just kind of which is bad which is weird because it used to be kind of like oh he's like you got really good flow and you're a really good writer that doesn't really matter anymore you can kind of the biggest rappers are like like that where they'll just they'll say one line and then they won't rap for a while like they'll be like yeah one thing i gotta say I don't know what you were doing today. And that's like 
that's how they rap now you know and you're like <laughs> but <laughs> that like i can do that you know what i mean yeah. like when i would listen to good rappers they'd be like or they'd have really good wordplay or like right and then you sample be- an old song next to it and that's made it made it good right i don't even know what that was it just sounded like a robot <laughs> talking right <laughs> and all the new a lot of the new rap sounds like that like and people are always a lot like, of it is it's yeah just- and i talked to like some young comics and stuff like oh this is you got to hear the song this is the best song ever and then it's like it's like this is this is like better than stairway to heaven and then you hear wanted me to lie wanted me to cry wanted me to die and then it's and then it's again four rappers on that song you probably did you hear that story did we i don't know if we talked about it uh you know the writer uh diane warren you ever hear of her no she's that she's a big great songwriter Right, she's written some really big hits. Like, but me, like, uh, she wrote, wrote that song. I don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith. Remember that song? Yeah, yeah, I um, love so, that song. Even though, like, I'm kind of, emba- I, I'm kind of embarrassed. I like it, but yeah, yeah. But she's just things with good poppy hooks. Yeah, the, yeah. The Chicago song called "Look Away." I don't know if you remember that song. Yeah, I remember that. Right. So there was a new song on the new Beyonce album, and it had 24 credited writers. So on Twitter, she was just like, just asking, I don't want to like, but like, why does one song need 24 writers? And she got fucking attacked. You know, people made what it. A like, surprise. Yeah. They kind of made it a racial thing. You know, a lot of the song is being sampled. So all these guys have to be credited and stuff. Right. You know, but, and it's, again, it was two people from, uh, you know, right said Fred. They got credited in, in the song too because she was kind of singing like "I'm too sexy." Wow, really? Yeah. That's yeah, bad. They, yeah. They they got credited for another Taylor Swift song a couple of years ago. I'm like, who, who, if we're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna rip off an old song, why would you keep going to the right said Fred? Fucking, I know, I pods? know. I actually, I don't know if you know this, but me and you were actually credited on that song. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the? Fu- well, the other thing is um, no, but seriously, if you wrote a song and you're like, I'm gonna sample some old song. Would you go to like the Beatles or the Rolling Stones? Would you go to the one hit fucking wonder? Well, you know? the, the only the only reason I would go for someone like that is because you could probably get away with it easier. Yeah. And also you wouldn't have to pay as much. Like if you're going for the <laughs> But I don't know. I think there's things now where like even if something just has somewhat of a similar harmony or something, it's yeah. like I think do you remember first of all, this is a joke I wanted to make is you just remind me, it's like a big thing that people will do now with with albums, and this is what the game does, is they have so many guest appearances. Yeah, where they just have like so the game has like thirty songs, and I think they they said he has twenty nine guest appearances on it and it's like well i mean anyone if i had kanye west and fucking drake and everyone doing verses on all my songs i could probably have a, a hit album you can't right. get away with that in other things like if you released a comedy album and like and you were like oh yeah i have 20 tracks uh you know i have three by david tell there's four louis ck tracks <laughs> um there's a few bill burr ones in there and oh, and then i come in and i say a couple of, of premises you're yeah. like, wow, this is an amazing album. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I remember years ago. I, I remember this one joke that guy Kumal knew Jami, right? Yeah, he yeah. Some joke about like there was something where it was like a combination of like something and heroin. It was a yeah, sneak drug. Says it's it's cheese. It's called something and heroin. Yeah, it's, it's it, like 
It's like nasal spray and heroin or something. <laughs> it's like, no, it's basically heroin. You know, he goes, I just remember the one line that made me laugh. He's like, heroin's doing the heavy lifting there. Yeah, yeah. that was funny. That it's basically me. just heroin. <laughs> I don't know if you're supposed to do that accent, by the way. I know. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to accurately imitate <laughs> how he sounds. That's racist, apparently, <laughs> when you sound like people. Um, I don't know. You, but you can make fun of white people talking and everyone's like, it's great. Yeah. Um, you know, I also read talk about the, the crediting and the music. I read I was in a wormhole this week. I didn't, I didn't know that basically any song before 1924 or 1926 is in the public domain yeah you can use it in movies and things like that and you don't have to pay anyone a dollar a dime for it yeah but what's i was unfortunately music was shit up until about (laughs) 1970 no but you had some good melodies so you know so what's stopping someone right now from doing like a mozart song and just singing over it you know like you know that song Um, was a little night music yeah why can't you just fucking do I don't song. know. That's a good question. I guess you could do that. Yeah. Um, but I, th- that is true. Why, why? Like Mozart and all that stuff must be in the public domain. But I don't know if it is in the public domain. It is. It is. It is. Yes. Yeah. Um. You. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how the money works. I know you could put it in a movie or whatever, and you don't, yeah, have, to pay, yeah. you don't have to pay anybody. That's yeah. uh. Yeah. That's a really. I. I actually recently was looking up old music because i actually have like have been recording like songs i'm I'm like putting an album together oh nice that's, that's like half songs and half jokes who's gonna be on the album david tell and it's um the game M&M. <laughs> it's actually just a bunch of eminem songs <laughs> I, I have stan on there and um, the real slim shady it's a really good album and then i come and i i kind of rap a couple of lines at the beginning did you I have some go- what? Go ahead, sir. I I come in. I go. Yo, what's up, y'all? Check this out. It's like, <laughs> hi. My name is what? My name is. Did you have a song parody where it was like Wonderwall? You were making fun of that or something like that? Yeah, like, yeah. It was. It was, um, it was called uh, how to yeah how to make a hip hop hit one hundred one. It was just I just sampling Wonderwall, <laughs> which I and it's on iTunes. I don't know. I'm like you know sometimes I get scared. I'm like kind of waiting for that to kind of come back. Because I actually know, you know what it is? It's uh, I say it in the song. Yeah, it's on iTunes, but I say it in the song. It's a, it's a parody, so you can get it. It's fair use. Yeah, yeah. If you do something as a parody, you can get away with it. Yes, um, I know that for a fact. Yeah. And I say that even in the song. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. So um, I was trying to do that recently. I was trying to sample, find a sample, and I found a few. And then I went to record stuff, and they were like, you can't do that anymore. You'll get... Because they have machine... You know, like, they have... They pick it up now online. They have like robots that can like pick it up, which is really shitty. I miss the days when the internet was just kind of like the Wild West. So like (laughs) I did one where it was trying to sample. um, What was that fucking? It was um, Nobody Does It Better by Carly Simon. Remember she did that James Bond song? Yeah. So I was sampling that, like I would like that nobody does it, which it seemed like such an obvious sample for a rap song because it's yeah. all just saying how I'm the best and nobody does it better. Um, and I sped it up, to yeah, because it sound different. It's, it's slow, it's slow, yeah. yeah. And it kind of sounded cool. It kind of sounded like the voice sounded different because it was sped up. But I, I just didn't do it. Oh, um, I'd like to hear that version of it though. It's yeah. I mean, I have a version of it. It's just not done very well. But I do have some good songs. I, I have one that I mean, I won't talk about this too long. I, I did a song that I'm do. I'm going to do a video for. It's called uh, Go. Like you know, like in rap, they're always talking about ghostwriters. Yeah. Like because Drake always got 
um, accused of using ghost writers. And so that's a big thing in hip hop. Like they're like, oh, you use ghost writers. And they're always like, oh, I don't, I don't use ghost writers. I don't fuck with ghosts. And uh, so I have a song where I'm like, everyone's accusing me of using a ghost writer. That's bullshit. I, you know, I write my own songs and then <laughs> the song goes on. It's clearly written by a ghost, like, <laughs> a, li- a literal ghost. Yeah. Like it's like, yo man, I'm translucent. You can barely <laughs> see me. I come back from the other S I D E. I like to rattle chains in the attic, you know? So it's just all. And then at the end, I'm like, yeah, this clearly is written by a ghost. <laughs> So that's pretty yeah, funny. You, you know that you know that comic guy, Brian Scalero. Uh, yeah, he's funny. I, he's so funny. But he always had this joke that always made me laugh. He said he dropped the part of it, but I always made me laugh. He has this joke about how he was, he always wanted to be a ghost, you know. And what the main reason was because he could, you know, you go through walls, which means you could see movies for free. That that was the main <laughs> reason why he wanted to be a ghost. And I really? told him, I told him about it. He goes, I said that was like the funniest part. He's like, yeah, it's just. He didn't hit as hard, but he's like, he has some other parts to it that are funny too. But I, that one always made me laugh the most because it was like yeah, the most ridiculous that, reason why you'd want to be a ghost. That is funny because yeah. um, if I probably was a ghost, that's probably all I would do. <laughs> you, so you're doing with this? <laughs> you would like, be haunting people. You'd just be sneaking into. Uh, well, I always thought it was funny too when people like go to talk to someone who's dead. They always go to their grave to talk to them. And it's like, well, I mean, if you believe in the afterlife of ghosts, like I'm not just going to be hanging out in a fucking cemetery. <laughs> like go somewhere I might actually, you'd think I'd be hanging out. Like right. you go to, um, you know, like on Pamela Anderson's door. <laughs> like, hey, can you, can you take a shower? We, I want to talk to the ghost of. Um, <laughs> I just go to any strip club, basically. You figure that all the ghosts are hanging out there, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, it depends. But that's the thing. Who who knows what? Uh, what was so? Th- this is a good segue. So, uh, so Better Call Saul ended yesterday. Yeah, talking about ghosts. Talking about, but he, you know, talking about like not doing much with the power of being a ghost. He, I don't mm-hmm. know. So, in the last episode, he talks a few times. He brings up time travel to people like yeah. what would you do if you could uh if there was a time machine you could travel back in time and they a couple people give their you know scenario of what they would do and what they would change and his is just kind of like oh i would just go back and invest money in a company i knew right. was going to make a lot of money and and they're kind of like that's all you would do is just make a lot of money um so do you think what do you you watched it right what do you yeah. what do you think of that do you think that's just kind of I mean, I kind of knew it was going to end in kind of a way that was like, okay, what the fuck? What what is that? Because right. I I think that show's really smart. I think it's really good. And I also knew no matter what they did, that the the ending wasn't going to satisfy me in right, a way. Right. What did you? So what did you? Th- I did like that they at least stuck to the ending of like this happened. It's going to be bad for him. It didn't yeah. work out well for him. And there's no like ambiguity, like how they did. I feel like it's a cop out sometimes when they're like. And Tony Soprano, we don't know what's going to happen, but we're going to cut away and then you can just kind of figure out what, yeah. what happens to him. And it's like, but why don't you write it? I'm not. I mean, with that show, I mean, I, I liked how they ended it. You know, spoiler alert, who fucking cares? You know, he ended up going to prison. But the thing is. I don't even know. I don't understand why he had to me. He paid the penalty for his actions by living this fucking awful life in Nebraska working at a Cinnabons. I, to me, I didn't see like it for a need to punish him anymore. I thought like he was kind of punished. 
That's what it was slightly confusing, but I was happy they didn't kill him off because I still believe they're going to make more of these shows in the future. You think so? Yeah. I mean, they, they're not going to do anything now. I was reading, but they have this whole universe. My feeling is the next step is you make Aaron Paul, the new Walter White, uh, you know, that just would make yeah. sense. You didn't kill off uh, Saul. So somehow he'll probably get out of prison. Maybe, you know, it's not. Yeah, you know, you I make... wonder. They're definitely going to they have a new show coming out, I guess, with guess with Bob Odenkirk. Not yeah. not better call Saul related, but um, but Odenkirk probably in the next show wouldn't be the focus of the show. I would think it would be someone else. And to me, the only person it really could be is Aaron Paul, because, you know, um, he would be the star. And I don't think he would do it for a little while. I don't. I think he's kind of done with it for a little bit. I don't. I think it would be a tough sell on him right now. I think he would have to. Th- things would kind of have to like, I don't know, yeah. like oh, yeah. plateau a little bit. Yeah, but wait three years. Wait. That's three what years. I mean. Yeah, yeah I as think, I'm saying, that's what I mean. guys, give him five years. Yeah, you know, Vince Gilligan did a show right after Better Call, uh, Breaking Bad, called Battle Creek, was on for one year and was canceled. Then he's like, oh, I think I'll just do this one now. I'm like. Just wait, yeah. you know, because after a while, people just won't green light. They just want you to make this thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. I remember th- this is so like one time I I uh, I interviewed Ginny Garofalo for like this movie thing. And um, I do remember like, you know, I think I might have told you she got really mad at me and it was really weird because she was kind of like an icon to me. And so it kind of like freaked me out that like to have someone like that you kind of admired, like mad at you. So anyway, but she did have a lot of like really interesting stories because she was like such a huge, yeah. she was a big star for a while. And she told me that um, at one point she, you know, the book uh, Confederacy of Dunces. Yes. So she was going to star in that with um, Farley. Chris Farley. Was, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know that? So I knew Farley was, you know, in, was in, and then they were looking at Will Ferrell years later, but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, with Chris Farley and her, it was like, you know, 97, like, you know, peak her and and him. And Soderbergh was going to direct it. Wow. And she said it fell apart. And then, well, I think he died. And that's what when it fell apart. Right. And um, and then she said, I I heard that recently they want Jonah Hill to do it. And um and someone was, and it was remember when Jonah Hill lost all this weight? Yeah. So it was at that time, and it was funny where uh someone goes, Yeah, well, he can't now. I mean, he lost all the weight. And this was probably the funniest thing she said. She goes, Oh, yeah, give him a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and um But that character was funny because he immediately gained all his, all the weight back. But yeah. Yeah, but that character is supposed to be fat. But I heard at one point they were looking at Will Ferrell, so that maybe they were they didn't give a shit about the fat thing. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. But I mean, isn't the character supposed to like be really, really fat? Like it's a part of the character. I think they would have had to give him like a fat suit or something. Because oh, okay. I think he's supposed to be like morbidly <laughs> obese or something. Oh, so he'd been, he would have been like the clumps. Could have put Eddie Murphy in a fat suit. 
yeah, it just sounds bad yeah. already, especially now. I think they pe- people just get mad if you put someone in a fat suit, you know, because everyone just gets mad at everything that happens. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I don't know. So, I, I, I like the uh, the the last episode i thought it got good the the two episodes this usually happens with a lot of shows when they're ending that the episodes prior to the last episode are usually really good yeah the pen 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 tablet what is it called penultimate that last episode i thought was really good and i knew i was like it's just going to be disappointing what because it was cool when he he looks like he's about to kill carol Carol burnett Burnett. yeah which is Um, she was good in that yeah yeah she was good i um what do you think? So you know, some people tell me tell me they think Breaking uh, that uh, Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad. Are you what school are you? <clears throat> I like Breaking Bad a little more, just because it was like the first and it just affected me more. Yeah, I I think I like Better Call Saul maybe more just because um I I like him so much. Yeah, he he's so funny on it. I really like Bob Odenkirk a lot. I don't know that's he's great. that's not like a hot take, but <laughs> it was more like it was like a lighter, funnier Breaking Bad, which I kind of right. appreciated. Well, Breaking you know, Bad, the original ahead. thing was they were going to make it into like a comedy, like a complete comedy, and then thankfully they they pull back on that but if you i think if you watch some of the earlier episodes i mean it got darker as it went along that was the whole point it was going to slowly turn into breaking bad uh so the earlier episodes it's not they're not even like scary or dark or anything like that they're just kind of silly a little bit yeah on scams and stuff like that that's what i liked about it i yeah. like the whole his 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 energy of just kind of pulling pranks almost like he he Breaking Bad, every episode, they were about to get murdered every episode. Yeah. This one, it was like, it got serious, but there were episodes where he was just kind of you know, doing like slip and fall things, and they were like funny. Um, right. And it kind of got to that again later in this last few yeah. episodes. Um, yeah, I mean, that was the one thing with Breaking Bad, you know, and shows like that where they, they just drive so hard that if no one gets killed in an episode, you're like, eh, this episode wasn't so great. That's what, like the Sopranos thing. You know, yeah. any, any week there was not not someone killed people on the next day would just be like, what the fuck? I'm like, you yeah. can't kill every character every week. It's not a, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, the, the, the people used to say less, less yak and more, more, Hacking. more, more whacking. Oh, oh, yeah. So, yeah. That's, so, but, yeah, that's so why that last so. episode, he was kind of an F you to the fans a little bit with the Sopranos. Yeah, I, I, I don't really everyone was mad i didn't watch that show when that happened i binged it later so it didn't bother me as much because i hadn't invested years of my life in it i just invested like you know six weeks yeah Um, but i did and i remember that they said that he was like getting annoyed that people were like oh come you're not killing people all the time so he's like all right at the end we'll just we'll like it was a little trolling in the fans a little bit what do you think that what, what do you think of that? You know, I think a lot of people are always like, oh, he clearly got killed. Right. Right. I I don't really think that that's what happened. Yeah, it's um, not clear. I don't really care anyway. It was the end of the show. I don't know why people were so fucking upset about it. Yeah, it, it is funny to me. People get so mad about endings of shows. <laughs> I like, I understand it, but like, it shouldn't be like ruining your life. Like yeah. with this, I was like, yeah, I probably it'll probably be good, but it's not going to like whatever happens i'm sure it'll be fine um, i mean there's one even the last episode of breaking bad wasn't amazing a little bit was like uh where he like sets up this machine gun to shoot all the guys in there remember that part 
he, to yeah. the back of his car. And it reminded he me get it, killed. Yeah, yeah, but it reminded me of like the A team a little bit. It was like a little cheesy, I thought. Um, yeah, I thought that was very like okay, fine. We're gonna like give you a satisfying conclusion, right? We're gonna but, like. Yeah. I but I it, it the one thing I will say about Better Call Saul that I liked was it didn't do that. It wasn't like it didn't like end the story like and then he got killed and it's over it was like okay it's kind of not working out great for him but right and then it's gonna happen and at the end he says i'm jimmy mcgill which is i guess his transformation back to a good person and not this sleazy saul goodman was they say what's your name and he's like i'm jimmy mcgill yeah and then it's supposed to be is it supposed to be he's kind of like he's kind of um making a sacrifice to save her at the end and then it's kind of like she yeah. kind of respects him at the end again i think it seems that yeah but I, I to me i don't know i didn't i i just felt like he was his character was punished anyway he was living in hiding i didn't yeah but, you're right but i think what it was is that someone like him i i did i did like how they did that how they kept having the flashbacks or flash forward yeah those, and then those it became great. and then it became the show at the end like the flash forwards um but with um and with him living that life it was like yeah there's no way this guy would be able to just live his life like this right. like something's going to snap and so it was kind of interesting to watch how he did i mean one of the last episodes is called breaking bad right so yeah. it's like he kind of breaks bad and then he he goes back to his old ways but he's like even worse in a way cuz yeah. he's like cuz he hasn't it's like that thing of like when you've repressing something so long when it comes out it comes out like a little worse it never goes away mm-hmm. um but well yeah and, and have you seen that like as Brian Cranston was in that last episode and <clears throat> Jesse Pinkman was in the one before i like that scene with Jesse Pinkman they have him in the dark cuz people don't want to <laughs> he's like 45 now and i know i was going to say yeah uh, so they they're smart with that how they did that stuff but um yeah i, I thought it was it was it was a solid episode. It yeah, was can fine. we watch? Can we talk about? So then I watched this thing. Well, um, this is what I want to. Because wasn't there okay, a go, go show ahead. after that called Talking Saul, where they talk about the episode? Uh, yeah, I've never really watched it it's with right. uh, Chris Hardwick. Right. So I think we should have a thing where we talk about talking Sa- talking Saul. So it'd be like, so how would you okay. what would you name this show? It'd be called Talking Talking Saul. <laughs> gawking talking <laughs> song um i'm surprised amc hasn't done that where it is you know they stretch out the whole night where they're just talking yeah, about i thought show. talking song was shitty this week <laughs> i think chris hardwick's a dick <laughs> didn't he like um get me too'd or something yeah i did but it didn't take uh i don't know what the hell man <laughs> you gotta try harder <laughs> He his me too definitely did not last. I I wonder why he got out of it. What what did he? It's that's an interesting thing to see how some people like get through it and some people don't. Is it because I don't I, know he wasn't well, famous enough for it to really hurt? I, him? I think if you read what his thing was, it was more about he was being abusive, not physically, but I guess verbally or mentally. So he wasn't necessarily harassing but he was i think he did like i think she said he raped he raped her but it was like his girlfriend but i don't know i think it was like not very credible or something it was something he kind of got lucky because it was in the midst of like when everyone was was jumping on with everything and so he kind of got out of it he wiggled his way well i was actually just reading about james franco because he's pretty much done now and because all the stuff kept 
leaking out, leaking out. And I was reading was one thing. You know how he started this acting school? We would yeah. just use it to like hook up with women. It was yeah. worse than I thought it was. You want to hear what he would do? <laughs> you want to hear this? It was just in like a parking lot. No, what? <laughs> what would so, he do? So they're like, they're like, oh, we're going to film this sex scene, you know. But when you film a sex scene in Hollywood, you have those things that cover your genitals and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I, I forgot what they're called. Whatever Condoms? The <laughs> 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 but he was like, we're going to do this sex scene and I'm going to pretend like I'm eating you out. And, you know, but but we're not we're not going to do it with the, the piece of cloth. <laughs> so we're gonna, gonna do be... a method <laughs> i'm just gonna rub my tongue against your vagina it's not eating you out because it's acting but i'm like and i'm reading about I'm like motherfucker this guy how the hell did this guy get away with this shit well i mean i guess all, i know why but... why did he even have to do that he was like james franco <laughs> like i should be opening a fucking acting school and doing that <laughs> not fucking james franco like what do you what do you, you need to trick women and isn't you did it with like the whole getting famous thing that's <laughs> you're, like, you're like banging your girl in the butt she's like shouldn't we wear a condom I'm like no i want to make this his method so right yeah yeah <laughs> But we're not even in an acting school. We're out in a parking lot. Yeah, I know. It's supposed to be in a parking lot. All right. Next week, I want you to prepare these scenes. What movie is this? The Anal Horse Part 9? That's right. Don't forget your dog mask. Do you, um, do you know he's got some mental problems that he has to... I mean, he, women love that dude, right? I mean, yeah, I guess first of all, I heard he will he was doing another movie. I think he is kind of coming back. Yeah. That's how he, like I think it was something I, about him being in oh, he's gonna play um Castro, but now people are mad about that because he's not Cuban. Right. He really can't catch a break. They've moved <laughs> past the whole fucking raping thing. Um I don't know. Did he what, what, the women said I guess he set them up to you know, I don't know. Just drop out of the acting class. If, if it's weird. <laughs> like if you're in an acting class and they're like, "Yeah, I'm going to eat you out for this scene." The teacher says that you're like, "Yeah, I'm not going. This isn't. I'm not going to take this class." Um, but and it's actually funny because I was just reading about him being playing Castro, and these movie companies know now when you cast someone who's not of that ethnicity, that's already tricky. So why would you pick him who already has this fucking baggage? Yeah, no. I mean, it's like, I mean, <laughs> it is weird. I've actually thought about that, how like, you know, people who do porn and stuff like they'll be like, oh, you know, I'm I'm in a relationship outside of this. And, you know, he understands what I do. And it's like because, you know, when actors can get away with like, yeah, but I mean, it's just acting when I'm up there you know, <laughs> when I'm making out with a guy. But it's like. <laughs> Honey, when I'm blowing those dudes, it's not, it's acting. It's not real. It's like, but you're blowing them. You're really blowing. I know I'm blowing them, but. But I don't feel anything. Yeah. Say. yeah except, but, for the, except, except for their balls in my mouth. That's right. It. But you're, you're orgasming. I know, but it's acting, but you really are squirting. Well, that's why you see these, these porn marriages never seem to last too long. Yeah, I don't think I could. I don't think I'd be able to separate that. Yeah. Like, oh, all right, honey. Um, but <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, that. Oh, so this is another thing I want to talk about. So, so Netflix had had this series about Woodstock '99, right? 
And, you know, they made a movie of it for like Hulu, I think, like a few months ago. I think it was HBO Max. Yeah. And did you did you see either of them? I saw the HBO Max one. So do you remember? I mean, you remember that when it happened, right? I just all I remember is them saying that they ripped the place down. I don't remember all the other stuff. Apparently, a lot of the other stuff was hidden, really. Like they were raping women there and stuff. Well, so see, that's the thing is like it also is very telling of how different the times were because it was before it was like it was like right when the Internet was starting and no one knew what it was. It was was before you could had access to seeing everything, because I remember when it happened. I saw like a newspaper article that had like some fire pictures and some fires and they were like, yeah, they kind of kind of out of hand at Woodstock 99. And then they really downplayed it. They're like, oh, no, that was just some isolated stuff because they were in control of the narrative. But they had like they show a lot of footage and, you know, before TikTok and all that stuff where you could kind of and they were saying if they had social media, it's something like that. Now, instead of tearing the place apart, everyone would just be streaming it and complaining. And being yeah. like this, because what what they say is that mm-hmm. it's such it was such a shitty it was so put together so poorly and so capitalized, you know, like they were overcharging for what they didn't provide water. They didn't. Right. Um, and at that time, everyone was like on ecstasy at the time. Yeah. And that was like a big thing. But but then you see in those things they're like they charged me three dollars for water. That's how you know inflation is going on. Because I'm like three dollars for a water. That sounds that sounds OK. I know they're like, and then at one point it got to five dollars for water. You know, and they're like, oh, you, can-, you know, and then I guess, but the thing it's it's looking in retrospect, looking at it, it's like, I mean, how did they think that would ever have, like, were they trying to do Woodstock again? Why would they think that the kids from the '90s would be at all like the kids from the '60s? Like, right. it's a they, it was a totally different time. Everything was different. It was like right when school shootings started. And it yeah. just kind of indicated how like how much meaner the world and society had right. become so from kids, what, yeah what? from what i remember from the one doc it was like in 94 they didn't really make a lot of money because everyone kind of snuck in yeah you know which was like the original woodstock no one really made any money on that and uh so they're like we're gonna make money on this which i don't think you can for stuff like that unless you really yeah, have the shit on lockdown, which I guess they can do now. Well, with, that's what they did. They did yeah. it in like a shitty area on like a, an airplane hangar, yeah. like an airplane runway. And then they, you know, then they have like, it's like, yeah, there are 200,000 kids. And it's like, first of all, how is that not going to end in a fucking riot? 200,000 <laughs> fucking kids yeah. drunken on drugs for three days. Yeah. And there's no water and nowhere to go to the bathroom. It's just kind of like, so like, it just kind of when you look at it now, it's like they were so naive. The culture was so different. It, it, it and the and it's indicated by the music. Yeah, I think you were saying before. It's like the music was just like so much angrier, mm-hmm. you know. And they were like, because Woodstock, they'd come out and they'd be like, "Yeah, everybody, like love one another." And then like they'd be like, "All right, corn," and then like corn yeah. would come out and be like. Murder. every song is like break everything fuck the world and um well if you look at actually the years like so 94 is pretty much like grunge is ending and all that kind of uplifting grunge is kind of going on where it's like gin blossoms or fucking hootie and the blowfish or whoever the fuck was around they were kind of done around that but yeah no they were sort of oh 94 94, 94, right right yeah so that music there was like grunge was endings 
everything was kind of being more uplifting. Then 99, it started getting fucking the kid rock and angry. All you watch all those things. All those guys are probably now Trump supporters. All those people who. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking that all the kids who were like setting everything on fire, they're all they all just stormed the Capitol a year and a half ago. Um. But it's really interesting to watch because you're like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the, there was a lot of youth culture was just different. And it was like it was like your parents throwing a party and having no idea what their kids have been up to for the last five years. You know, right. you're like, yeah, we're going to just have have some friends over, you know, we'll have some punch. And then, the, you know, and then 80 kids show up on ecstasy and doing, you know, with tequila and just start setting shit up. That was the other thing. So, like, everything about it is so dumb. So they're like. There's 200,000 kids. We're, everyone's really mad. And by the third day, we have this idea. We're going to have a candlelight vigil on the last night. <laughs> and you're like, okay, so you have 200,000 kids who, be, who have been drinking and doing drugs for three days. They're all pent up by these bands. They're all angry for that you're ripping them off. And it's like, and now you're going to hand out matches. <laughs> <laughs> now give them fire. <laughs> right. And they're like, oh, this didn't, this didn't work out too well. And then like, everything starts getting set on fire and red hot chili peppers are on and they're like hey can you like calm everything down and they're like sure and then they go out and they play fire by (laughs) Jimi hendrix (laughs) it's like "Hmm, yeah not a good call red hot chili peppers no i mean it's hard to get the rockers to act like substitute teachers hey everybody put those matches away you know wasn't true in the original but there was it was like laughable in the original Woodstock, there was some bad acid going around, and it was some rock band who was up there, and they told them they're like, just warn everybody, don't eat the brown acid. And it's someone like some famous rocker, I forgot who it was. He like, listen, I'm gonna play our next song, but please do not eat the brown acid. Um, which must have been hilarious in a way. And then was he like, here's our next tune, <laughs> yeah, eat the brown acid. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, then they all kind of trying to pawn it off on like um, Limp Biscuit. They're like, right. and then Limp Biscuit went on. And they were like screaming about breaking stuff, and it's like, yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what their music was. So, right, it was a lot of angry white music. I know they didn't have a lot of female acts too. They were talking about that. Um, they did. They had like Jewel, and they, yeah. they were just like and Cheryl Crow, and, and that was the whole thing. Like, no, it was kind of when just culture was was different it was kind of when the frat boy like sex misogynistic culture was taking over yeah. and it was but but it was all these boys who had been raised on like limp biscuit and like mm. so they're all like you know show me your tits and you know it's like i said like when we grew up in the 80s i the movies i would watch about sex were like about boys breaking into girls houses right. and watching them nude and like sneaking into bed with them and it was like funny so it's like they're kind of like i can't believe these kids are so mad and sexualized and violent it's like pop culture for them has just done has been horrible the images they've been showing them and plus in the 90s i think that people don't remember but it was the first decade where it was like everyone was kind of trying to go against political correctness it was just you know because especially in the 80s everything was very corporate and very like you know cosby show even though that's a really bad example but you know what i'm talking about um, and then in the 90s, things just opened up. So everyone was like being politically rec- correct was like bullshit. And this white fucking, you know, that's why Dice, Dice and Howard Stern. Yeah, yeah. All this stuff kind of just bubbled over and just kind of filtered into everything. 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that that created a lot of an, a lot of young white guys who were just like, like the man show. Even Like if you look at Jimmy Kimmel now, the way he acts and you see, I think he never wants to admit the man show ever existed. Yeah. But the, yeah. But that was kind of a misogynistic show. Yeah. And it was you, it was more embraced at the time and you could right. get away with it a lot more. And uh, the other thing that's annoying, too. First of all, I, we were like the age for that when it happened. Like right. I we were like the target age. And like even when that was happening, I would watch it and be like, I don't want to go to that. That looks like a yeah. nightmare. It was like all this mud. And like th- there's so many people and they're all like in this huge crowd and there's no room. And um, and it's, re- you know, a lot of people are like. They're interviewing people and they're like, you know, it was really annoying. They like it got really hot and they wouldn't they charge us and they wouldn't give us any water. And so we got really mad. And by the third day, we were setting things on fire. And I'm like, the third day, if, if <laughs> I was in, when I'm in a situation like that, I would have been gone in like an hour and a half. Yeah. I would have been like, fuck it. This is a nightmare. There's no fucking water. It smells like shit here. So I don't know. A little bit is like if you're willing to stay in something like that for three days, it's just like it's kind of that thing of like. With the remember when like these girls were talking about being on a date like with Aziz and she's like remember the date with Aziz where she's like and then he wouldn't stop asking me to blow him you know and it's like well why don't you just it's a bad date go home you know what I mean <laughs> so that's kind of what I thought watching that like because they in the thing they're interviewing some kids who are leaving they're like why are you leaving and they're like it sucks here yeah and, and it's like that that would have been me I would have been like this is a nightmare. It reminded me of like, you know, in college, sometimes I would go to some of these spring breaks in Florida and it sucked. It really sucked. You know, you'd go out all day drinking. You try to hook up. It's, you can't even hook up because men outnumbered women like 10 to one. And then yeah. at late at night, you're so bored. You just want to break stuff. That's the fun thing or light things on fire. That's all you would do. And I was just like, I don't want to do this. Right. So even at that age, I was like, I never liked that kind of shit. And if it was, I I am one of those people, if I ever was in a scenario that was just so unpleasant and horrible and they weren't giving me water, I'd be like, I'm not staying in shit. Like, but corn's on tomorrow. Don't you want to stay and watch corn? I'd be like, no, they fuck. First of all, there's like a million people here and it smells like shit. I don't, because then they show at one point there's like everyone's rolling around in mud, but they, tell you later that it's all just feces i mean it's just disgusting <laughs> I mean, you would have to know that yeah you would know that you'd be like this smells like shit here even if it wasn't smell like shit i'd be like i'm out of here um all right well we'll do one anyway. more topic talking about smelling <laughs> like shit uh we just have to talk about trump for a little bit uh is that okay yeah yeah, yeah sure i um, um i don't he... really know what but what, what's going on i mean uh, aside from everything I don't know. It just the story just keeps exploding. Or he just he stole, uh, he took classified documents home, to yeah, his house. And I guess a lot of them have like real secrets. And uh, yeah, I mean, I even have a clip of him talking about it, planning it. You want to hear the clip? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> I'm gonna steal it. Here it comes. What? I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> wow they got that on tape <laughs> i haven't heard anything about this that's basically what he he did though right yeah Still i mean the declaration of independence i think um, they're like it's nothing there but you know what they were saying that if the 
the DOJ, they would not. If they don't think they have something really good there, they wouldn't do this. And that's why Trump's story keeps changing. Well, first, that's first it was so like, pathetic. I don't yeah, have go, anything. Go through, all, go through all the excuses that they've had. Yeah, I mean, at first it was like, it was nothing was already declassified. Then they're like, okay, it was classified, uh, but you guys planted it. And then there was another thing. He's like, well, I declassified it, but in my mind, I de- declassified it, you know, like, so, but then they're saying that the stuff, even if the stuff is declassified, that he shouldn't have it anyway, because they could be like secrets, like nuclear secrets. It kind of reminds me of, um, did you see the Blues Brothers? Yeah. Do you remember the scene where Carrie Fisher, like, um, confronts John Belushi about like him deserting her? Yeah. Um, and he's giving all these excuses like over to try and get out of it, but they just keep getting more and more ridiculous. Like he's like, I, uh, my train was late. I uh, it just keeps it's yeah. clear <laughs> that he's just trying to grasp at any excuse that he can come up with until they just get like, like locusts. <laughs> um, that's kind of what it reminds you. But the thing is, like, <clears throat> it's so pathetic and transparent, but it's so far gone on the other side. They just they they're either like. It's that thing of like they're ignorant to to how it comes off. They're thinking right. that no one is is seeing right through it. That it's like, well, just just keep saying a, a new excuse every day, and no one will know that you know that it's not true. But his supporters like, are your yeah, supporters are firing on FBI agents now. I mean, it'll you'll never get through them. And I I saw an article. They're like, this is the thing that'll finally bring Trump oh down. God. I've seen like fifty of those articles. That's this is not you know. I know. That's at best, you can get him to not run again, but. He's not going in jail. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I know. It's, um, but that's what it's not only his crazy supporters, it's like the mouth, you know, like the fucking Fox News, how they just jump right on it. Like the whole, like, and I know that they've talked about this a lot that immediately the excuse was they planted ev- evidence, the FBI, yeah. and they just immediately all over the news were like, they're planning evidence, they're planning evidence. And like Congress, members of Congress were like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, Really? You're just coming out and and saying on the news that the FBI is planting evidence like that's fucking insane. Yeah. To make but, that kind of a, a um, accusation. You know, probably I haven't watched Fox News, but the way they get around all that stuff is they go, could they be planning planning evidence? You know, they'll, they'll be like they'll have a cry on that says planning evidence question mark. See, that's where Alex Jones got in trouble, because if you just ask questions, it's not. As bad as making a declarative statement. That's where you but get in trouble for. You're doing. right, though. But I have but, but, seen but with, actual with the clips DOJ. You can, yeah, you could probably because they are public. They're uh, public figures. You can just say anything you want about them. Because I was going to say yeah. I've seen Fox. There's a there's a clip that they're playing that um of Lindsey Graham being interviewed, and they're like they're clearly planning evidence. That's what they do. Right. They plan. He's just like yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like you can you keep everyone's been talking about for years. Like oh, when is the fever going to break but i don't think the fever is going to break but it does feel like there's a little bit of of some of them where they're kind of like like how much longer can i keep this up like it's so absurd now that like i'm on tv and they're telling me that the fbi planted things i mean (laughs) i don't think they're that far gone in the cult you know what i mean no i mean Anyway, we'll see how this ends up. I just wanted to bring it up, um, and we'll, we'll 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 what do you got there? Let me play this for you. So this is the Blues Brothers scene I was talking about. This is what Trump. It sounds like Trump trying to come up with excuses. Three friends, relatives, and attendants. My uncle hired the best Romanian 
grandmother, my father. Okay, here it comes. All right, here we go. Take two. Yeah. I can play the declaration again. Do you want me to cue this up? No. Can you hear it? Go ahead. Can't hear anything. You can't hear anything? I mean, it's low. What, what's it, What's the title of the thing called? Oh, it's a Blues Brothers tunnel scene. We don't have to play it. It's no, just, let's I do thought it. you could hear it. I want to hear it. Okay. I... Go to go two minutes in. Okay. Talk amongst yourselves, everybody. Um, it's just she's confronting him with a machine gun in a tunnel and basically like talking about how I think he abandoned her, left her at the altar. That what a ballsy move that is to leave someone at the altar. <laughs> Could you imagine doing it? It's one thing to leave someone, but like in that situation. That happens all the time in movies. Is this uh, two minutes in, you said? Yeah, like two minutes in. All right, what do you, all right, I'm gonna let's see if we got you so we got we have audio of Trump Honest. coming up with excuses. I ran out of gas. I had a flat tire. I, I didn't have enough money for cab fare. My touch didn't come back from the cleaners. An old friend <laughs> came in from out of town. Someone stole my car. It was an earthquake. A terrible flood. Locust. It wasn't my fault. I swear to God. So that's Trump <laughs> that's coming funny. up with the, what happened at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> yeah, you, should, you, put the, you should put that as a tweet or something. Locust. Or, you know. <laughs> but that's what it feels like because every day there was a new... They did it. Oh no, it, it's it's declassified when I take it home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like such a bad excuse where it's like it's like if you get caught shoplifting and you're like, no, no, I have a policy when I take things, they're automatically bought once I leave the store. <laughs> well, at least you can go with the dog ate my homework. That but probably wouldn't make any sense. But that's what I mean. It's like basically we're at that point mm-hmm. where like someone is having a serious conversation with a member of congress where they're like i mean it's clear the dog ate his homework right i mean it's clear and and, and lindsey graham would be like yeah yeah clearly yeah. yeah but then you see all these interviews with these people i think the times have been doing it lately they interview these people and they're like so what do you think about trump oh yeah i'm, I'm kind of tired of him he's his aunt i like his policies his antics i hate it but you know i'm just tight you know would you vote for him again yeah i mean just yeah <laughs> of course there's no yeah. not voting yeah even though he's going to be under indictment and literally <laughs> he says that if he's in office again, he's going to destroy the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the, what's the worst that could happen? I think he's learned his lesson. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what's so scary. People like think it's just like a good idea that he be in office again. Right. Like, yeah. like people who consider themselves just normal people in the world. They're like, no, nah, I mean, what could go wrong? But they treat it like a sport and they shouldn't. So let's say the, I'm a Yankee fan, right? They win the World Series, right? The next year they lose the World Series. I'd be like, yeah, next time around, I want them to win the World Series. But right. that's all I want them to do. I don't want to be like, I want them to win the World Series and I want them to murder every other team, like right. literally kill them. Because <laughs> winning be, is not enough. And be in charge of the world for four years. <laughs> <laughs> I want the Yankees to win the World Series and rule the world for four <laughs> years. And stop all abortions just because I want to make liberals cry. Yeah, that's true. And he doesn't even want to be president. He just wants to win things. That's all it is. It's just when the actual doing the thing happens, he's like, oh, this is bullshit. And I think the other thing is, and you've been reading a lot, he was really clinging on for dear life for the office because he knows that no one would really ever indict him as a sitting president because there's really no precedent for that. Yeah. But, you know, so I think he thinks that's his get out of jail free card is 
be Do you think president. he's going to be indicted? I think he will be indicted. I do, but I think he will be he might be president again. I people keep being like, "Well, do you think they would really get make him the nominee as, as if he's indicted?" It's like, "Of course they yeah. would." Well, they go, "There's rules against that." I'm like, "So, so <laughs> there was rules against everything that he did." <laughs> Yeah, what are you gonna do? You're gonna say you can't run again because you violated the Espionage Act, and then he goes through the primaries and everyone votes for the, him. Like, what do you? I know it's right. re- it's really scary. I mean, you know what's weird is like this is all gonna start up in what about a year and a half? It's gonna be a fucking shit show. What do you think it's gonna be like? Seriously, before we end, like what what do you predict? Because people act like it's so and far in the future. I mean, we have like about what sixteen months before all of this starts happening. I think that if you think about. 2020 and the one advantage not just for biden helping biden but covid was an advantage because it kind of kept everything muted everyone kind of stayed inside uh it got people maybe royal more riled up because they were in front of their computers more but 2024 if there's no pandemic people are out in the streets it's gonna get ugly (laughs) um yeah i i wonder what and also you know i guess people don't realize i mean the the um the midterms are in what, like two months? Yeah. I mean, that's fucking terrifying. Well, if they lose any any part of the Congress, they even it's said over. it. They just said the uh, the House felt he's probably going to lose. Impeach him. They'll impeach uh, investigations every day. Hunt, you'll hear Hunter Biden name every day for the next two Hillary years. Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> it's so pathetic, too. Like, the, the, again, there's just no self-awareness where, like, you just listen to them like, I don't know if you saw clips of that CPAC convention. No, it was like it. It was terrifying because the guy, um, who who was the guy from um, Hungary? Spoke. Oh, oh yeah, that guy Orban. Orban, yeah. You know, before it was like, oh yeah, the, the rhetoric sounds like Hitler. That guy literally sounds like Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Not even like his rhetoric, his voice. Now they have people literally who sound like Hitler <laughs> making speeches. And what's with those CPACs now? They used to be like on once a year. Now they're on every other week. It's like they're really driving that. I have shit no around. idea. You're right. I, I keep hearing about them. I don't know. And um, it's all they're all just insane. Um, yeah. And then one last thing, it's like everything Trump has ever done has always been projecting. And you think about why they wanted to lock Hillary Clinton up was that she may have had some emails. Classified. Yeah. Classified. <laughs> he basically has like literal, literal, tangible nuclear right. doc, classified documents. His was just on the wrong server. His was right. literally he k- took it out in a fucking briefcase. Yeah. Oh They're God. literally like he's literally like leaving them under people's doors in his hotel <laughs> <laughs> as like part of their like welcome package. Yeah, he's delivering them like menus. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I declassified them. OK. All right. Thanks a lot, everyone. Thanks for and uh, rate and review and subscribe and uh, buy Silk City hot sauce. Yeah, uh, I forgot to mention that. And join our Patreon, LE2B and uh, all that fun stuff. And uh, we'll see you next time. Later.